Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 29 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what I believe is one of the very best strategies in times of recession. Now, it does work all of the time, but particularly in recession, I'll explain why later in this podcast. Actually, this is one of my favorite strategies because it's the fastest way for you to replace your income. Or even if you don't want to replace your income, a great way to put a safety net in place just in case you're not able to do what you currently do. Now, the strategy does vary in different parts of the UK, and I'll go into that as well and explain how you can adjust your strategy depending where you're investing. So the strategy you might have guessed is houses of multiple occupation, otherwise known as an HMO. Now, this is where you have three or more unrelated people living in a property, sharing some of the facilities. So instead of renting out a house to maybe a family or a young couple on a single AST contract, instead you rent out individual rooms to the tenants and they each have their own contract. Now the type of tenants can vary from students to young professionals to working people to people on benefits. Personally, I don't rent to people on benefits in HMOs. I have plenty of single let tenants on benefits, but I think in HMOs they're a bit more work. Um, So let me explain why this is my favorite strategy. So after 10 years of investing from 1995 when I first started up to 2005, in 2005 I looked back at all the property deals I'd done over that time and it wasn't a huge number, but I'd bought some properties that I was renting out, I'd bought renovated and flipped some properties and I realized that the most profitable property and the one that probably caused me the least hassle was actually the property that I first bought in 95 and then 98 I turned into a student HMO and I realized that this had made me more money than anything else and so I decided in 2005 to really focus on this particular strategy. And I mainly bought HMOs in Birmingham, which is where I was living. And I think investing in an area close to you is always a good place to start. And it's stacked up really well in Birmingham. But I've also had one in London, which I bought and then sold a couple of years later. And also I've got one at the moment up in Barnsley. And now I only really invest in HMOs. But the strategy I use does depend on which part of the UK. And I'll cover that later in this podcast. So the thing about all property is you need to buy in a great location and location with HMOs is really important. So ideally you want it close to public transport links. Many of the tenants may not actually drive. You also want local employment in the area. If it's a student HMO, obviously needs to be very close to the university. And my magic number for an HMO is actually six people. I've got a number of five beds and they make money, but that extra person makes you a whole lot of extra profit. So a good six bed HMO should make you a thousand pounds profit per month. That's profit. That's after the mortgage. That's after the maintenance. That's after all the bills because an HMO, you pay for all the bills, not the tenant. So in other words, a thousand pounds a month is actually 12,000 pound profit a year from 
one property. So think about this for a minute. How many good HMOs would you need to be able to replace your income? And even if you love what you do, you just want to put a safety net in place. So if anything happened to you and you couldn't work, you'd be okay. You'd be financially supported. So for most people, less than five properties would be more than enough to give them that peace of mind, security, and financial freedom. And reality, if you set an intention and take the necessary action, you could acquire those five properties in maybe a year or two. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. It definitely requires some time and effort to do that. But I would suggest it's far more effort than working for the rest of your life. So this is why many of our students favor this as one of their main income creation strategies. There are lots of other strategies you can use as well. But the thing is, there's always a good demand for this type of accommodation. Now, if you have a larger HMO, maybe eight or nine beds, you might make as much as £2,000 profit per month. That's £24,000 a year. And I've got several students who've got very large HMOs, 16 bed, that kind of level, and they're making well over £50,000 profit per year from just one deal. Now, in reality, that's not going to be the first HMO you do. You've got to work up to that kind of level, but certainly it's something to aim for. Now, as well as the high cash flow, HMOs give you a very high return on investment or ROI as we call it. So a normal single let, buy to let property would maybe give you about five to 7% ROI around the UK. In London, it might be as low as two to 3%. But a good HMO should give you at least 15% ROI, if not 20% or more. Now, if you're sitting there listening to this thinking of all the reasons why you can't do HMOs, then you really need to listen to episode number three of the Property Magic podcast, which busts some of the common myths about HMOs. The reasons people don't do HMOs is because they've heard about things from other people, they don't really understand it, and they don't actually educate themselves. It's not easy, but once you know what to do, it's actually very straightforward. Now, HMOs are a more advanced strategy and many people start with single lets and then move on to HMOs. But in my view, why would you start with a property that's not going to give you such a good income? It's much better to educate yourself, get the knowledge and confidence you need, and then go straight for the properties that are going to give you the best return. And I think also some people are put off because they think it's a lot of work. And the reality is, an HMO is going to be more work than one single let, but it's far more profitable. You know, it might be as profitable as five single lets, and I don't think one HMO is going to be as much work as five single lets. But here's the thing, you don't need to manage the properties yourself. I know many people, when they start investing, they want to manage themselves because they want to get used to it, they want to understand what's involved, and they don't want to pay a letting agent to do it. But believe me, that novelty soon wears off, and ultimately you want to aim to have someone else managing your properties for you because then you have true financial passive income, financial freedom. So there are more and more specialist letting agents that can look after your HMOs for you. That's what I use. I don't manage any of my properties myself. And in fact, there are more of these popping up all over the UK. Many of them have been my former students who've built up HMO portfolios and through necessity of managing their own portfolios have taken on other people's properties to manage and made a, a profit center out of that rather than a cost center. 
So there are lots of HMO uh, letting agencies who just do HMOs all around the country, and those are the people who you want to work with. Now, I said at the very beginning of this podcast, I believe this is a recession proof strategy. As I said, this works all the time because people always need affordable accommodation. But let's just think about economics for a minute. Now, in the current climate where, unfortunately, many businesses are closed, many businesses are maybe going to go bust, um, people might be made redundant, um, and the UK is probably going to go into a recession, if not even a depression. In tough times, most people need to pull in their belts and they need to reduce their living expenses. So let's imagine someone lives on their own in an apartment where they pay not only the rent, but they pay the bills to live there. They've got to pay for the gas and the electric and they've got to pay for the TV license and the broadband internet and the council tax. So all of these bills add up. And again, depending where in the country, it's going to be at least £200 per month, maybe even 300 or 400 in some expensive areas. So if someone's got to pay that in addition to the rent, that can be quite expensive. And so people might decide that if they need to cut their living costs, um, they want to move out of that expensive accommodation. So some people might decide to move home. And if that's practical, you know, if you're if the parents live in the same location as that person, maybe in the same city, maybe they can move home and, and that might work. But in many cases, that's just not practical. And so people decide to downscale from living on their own, which is quite expensive, and they move into a shared house, which is far more cost effective. So in times of recession, when we see tough times, we also see the demand for rooms in HMOs increase. So I believe we're going to see a massive increase in the demand for HMO property. However, I just want to acknowledge that there is an oversupply of HMOs in many parts of the country. But if you do your research, if you go on something like spareroom.co.uk, which is the main website where landlords will advertise their properties for rent, and you look at the pictures and descriptions of the properties available, you'll see that the majority of the rooms that are available are very average stock. They're very average properties. They've got magnolia painted walls. They've got very basic furniture and, you know, they don't look great. And so my belief and my experience is that if your property is better than the standard that's available on the market in your area, then you should always be able to rent it out. And actually, we teach our students to specifically go to a higher end of client to have a better finish, to use colored feature walls, to put better furniture in, uh, to make it look and feel a bit more like a hotel, this kind of co-living concept, so that you get a better type of tenant coming to you. They can afford to pay more rent, and it's still far more cost-effective than the living in a studio. In fact, the standard of the accommodation might be much better. You might have a really nice kitchen in an HMO that's much bigger, much better facilities than someone might have a small kitchen if they're living in a, an apartment or a studio on their own. So tenants can get better facilities and potentially more space living in an HMO than they would living on their own in an apartment, which is more expensive. That's why there's an increase in demand for this kind of accommodation when times get tough and people have to reduce their living expenses. Now, if you're looking to acquire more HMOs to put into your portfolio, the, the way you acquire those might vary depending on where in the UK you're investing. Um, 
I believe one of the very best ways to buy HMOs is from existing landlords that have HMOs already set up because they've already got the fire doors and the smoke detectors and they might well be licensed as well. And something I find that when you're buying from an existing landlord, if they've owned that property for many years, it might have been fantastic when they first got it and first set it up. But over time, generally properties deteriorate. Landlords often don't spend as much keeping them up to scratch as they should do. And very often landlords are not charging the full market rent. So you taking on an existing HMO, giving it some love and care and attention, a bit of a light refurb, you can massively improve the appeal of that property and also increase the rents. So taking on existing properties is a really good thing to do. Um, just be careful in October 2018, they changed the legislation around HMOs and they brought in minimum room sizes. So there are some HMOs which are currently licensed because at the time the license was issued, the rooms were big enough, which when they come to get a newer license, which is generally renewed every five years, they may not get a license for as many people because some of the rooms are a bit too small. So just be careful of that. However, there are more and more landlords looking to get rid of their properties and retire early due to the introduction of Section 24. So what's Section 24? Well, that's what government brought in in April 2017. And basically, it's a way, a change in the way that we as property investors are taxed. Historically, it used to be best to have property in your own name, but now anyone who's got property in their own name, and if they're a higher rate taxpayer with mortgages on the properties, which many landlords are, basically they're gonna be paying a lot more tax. So instead of retiring in five, 10 years, we're seeing more and more landlords bringing that retirement decision forward, deciding to sell up and get out of the game. And so buying HMOs from existing landlords is a great strategy. And I cover this in detail in episode number nine of the Property Magic podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Now, buying existing HMOs works really well in most part of the countries. However, if you are investing in an expensive area, such as the Southeast, such as London, often buying an existing HMO from the landlord doesn't really stack up. It doesn't give you the cash flow and the return on investment you would want. The reason is the price that the landlord wants is often unrealistic. It's too high, which means you just don't get a good enough ROI. And remember, an HMO should give you at least a 15% return on investment. Otherwise, in my view, you don't want to be buying it. So a slightly different strategy in the Southeast and London, instead of buying existing HMOs, you instead look for good size three bedroom properties that you might be able to convert into six bed HMOs, subject to planning and licensing, obviously. So what this means is you buy a property, you add value through refurbishment, and then using momentum investing, you can refinance after six months, bring out your deposit, and some, or maybe even all, of the refurb costs. Now, even if you do have to leave some money in the project, the money that's left in still might give you a very good return on investment on that money. So sometimes people are put off if they can't get all the money out, and I think that's a mistake. Recognize that sometimes you will have to leave some money in, but as long as there's a good return investment, that's fine. Now you might be thinking, Simon, this sounds great, but I just don't have enough funds to, to buy HMOs for the deposit, let alone the refurb costs. Well, remember there are lots of different ways you can 
acquire HMOs and control HMOs, such as rent to rent, where you take on someone else's property, you give them a guaranteed rental income every single month. And even better than rent to rent is purchase lease options, similar to rent to rent, but you actually get the right to buy the property in the future if that's what you want to do. Or alternatively, you could joint venture with someone who does have the money. You see, the thing is with HMOs, there's such good cash flow and such a high return on investment that you can use other people's money, give them a great return on their money and still have plenty of money left over to give you a really good profit. The key, of course, is to learn how to find these great properties in the first place. And obviously you need to know how to manage them. So you do need to educate yourself about that. Now, the next episode of the Property Magic podcast, I'm going to share with you more about HMOs and in particular about planning and licensing, which many investors get confused about. They're actually completely unrelated, but it's one of the biggest reasons people are put off HMOs because they just don't understand it. It's actually very straightforward once you get it, as you'll see when you listen to the next episode of this podcast. In the meantime, I've prepared some completely free of charge online training for you that's all about HMOs to give you a much better idea and feeling for that. And you can access that online training at www.hmocourse.co.uk. The link is going to be in the show notes. And I really encourage you to go and click on that link and watch that online training. Until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge and invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.